Welcome back to Coffee and Christ. That was so good. Thank you. <laughs> I've been practicing. It was the fade. It was the fade. It was the fade. All about the fade. I don't know what's going on on the computer screen right now. I hope that's recording right on the bottom, too. It's going a little fast. Stresses me out, honestly. It doesn't matter. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Let us know how you think of that intro. Yeah, let us know about that one. I mean, something I like That was a good one. A little dabble. I mean, yeah. Better than the creepy one, apparently. Jesus. You guys are rude. It's all about you. You know, we have feelings, too. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> we literally mentioned Jesus in it. Mm-hmm. Apparently. It's bad. Uh, uh, sorry. First things first. I would like to apologize to all of the movie buffs for mistakenly quoting Uncle Ben when I said Yoda. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean for that happen but it happened and it's fine we we live in, we forget my brother-in-law made sure to call me the very next morning forgive and forget um, to tell me how wrong jackson was i'm sorry josh and i'm sorry ty personally no. and anyone else who i may have offended but you know it's funny i didn't know i mean i didn't catch it well i i should have done more research i shouldn't have just tested my knowledge yeah i mean and also helen keller time of course, you always have to mention it. My final, final piece, final words uh, is she's real. She did everything she did, but she had help, and the historians are misleading us. There you go. There's your long-anticipated answer. I know y'all thought about it all week. I know you had your own opinions and hypotheses. In your head, mm-hmm. that may or may not have been the correct grammar. Um, but we know y'all were on the edge of your seats. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's going to go down in the history books that Jackson said, hey, she's real. She is and real. it's going to go down in the books because Jackson said it. Yep. Dylan, the, another long awaited question. How was your week? Or should I say? No, I feel like. I think you should go first because, you know, our weeks kind of went hand in hand. I know. So. It's hard to, to really pick out a specific good thing. There's so many things that happen. So many good but, things. Uh, so many we'll, good things. We'll started on a calm Thursday morning. Um, I was going to go to work. But I'm, I'm in the Jeep right now. But I don't want to drive the Jeep to Crossville. That's just it's a lot of gas money. And I don't, wanna, don't necessarily want to have to do that right now. Mm-hmm. So I was going to take my car. But the keys were not in it. Where, where were they? They were in Dylan's pocket. <laughs> they were in my pocket. So let's just go ahead and Switch. make one thing. Right. You go now. That this was my fault. No, don't. We're not assessing blame of any kind. But anywho, I took the Pilot. Dylan's 2016 Honda Pilot. I just bought it. Built like a tank. Just bought it. Black Friday. Just bought it. Black Friday. <laughs> and I was driving to Crossville almost. Probably now, before we talk about this, I love this car. And I just got back from the beach pulling in the camper. car. Pulling a camper. And it did perfect. Well, this is the nicest car I've ever owned, and I love it. Mm-hmm. I might look like a soccer mom headed to the field. That's all right. But, like, I love the car. Exactly. All right? So I told Jackson, just take my car. It's fine. That's great. And then tell us what happened. Probably about 10 minutes away from work. 10, 12, something like that. And the transmission goes... <laughs> it threw a rod, everyone, in a brand... Not brand. But pretty, I would say I mean, a newer new. Honda Pilot is no more. Um, stuck on the side of the road for about... Yeah, keep playing that. Um, he's not playing that. He's doing that with his mouth, folks. Um... <laughs> <laughs> My throat 
throats not wet enough. <laughs> uh, anywho, was there for about two hours, but then the week keeps getting better. Yeah. Dylan has a warranty, and then the people in the warranty are like, you know what? Well, so let's just let's this. go into a little bit more detail about this. So Jackson calls me, and I'm like, oh, he's wrecked. Like I was nervous, and so I turned around after he told me what happened, and. Excuse me. Mm. He's like, we got number one after night. And it's only... <laughs> you looked at your wrist because there's nothing there. Oh, my goodness. Um, spit a little. Um, but no, Jackson called, told me what happened, so I turned around, and I went... Um, in a place you're not supposed to turn around in, in normal It was for emergency vehicles only. Well, action was emergency. But, right so I was... I, I turned around, went back up the mountain, and... We were right in between Cookville and Crossville, so we didn't. I didn't really know like where to call a tow truck from, so I decided to call it from Crossville. So we had to leave Crossville, go to Monterey, turn around, come pick us up, then turn around again <laughs> to go to um, Cookville. So the towing bill was much more substantial than what I thought it was going to be. But mm-hmm. mm. we'll discuss that later. Okay. <laughs> the warranty also did not cover that. It so doesn't it have a towing insurance? No. Oh, okay. It says it does, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Wow. So, um, lesson learned. Watch out for your warranties. Yeah. Because they're not all what they say they are. Dylan has a bumper-to-bumper warranty. And yeah. Apparently, the transmission is not within the bumpers. Apparently not. They have a $3,000 cap. And I don't know if y'all put a transmission in your vehicle. Lately, they're a little bit more than $3,000. So, um, here in about two weeks, I'm going to have a Honda Pilot for sale. So, if you're looking for a great vehicle... <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. A new transmission, folks. I mean, I mean, really. It can go on forever now. Or it could go on until tomorrow. I know. So, um... Don't I don't want to find out, though. Don't buy a car from me, ever. Just letting you or know. Or don't let me drive it. Because no, it's not your fault. No, I mean, week, come on. The week keeps getting better, though. Yeah, so, yeah. So we're not done. It's yeah. only Thursday. Okay. Well, skip a little. Nothing really happened Friday. Friday was kind of like lackluster. Well, for you, it was good. I spent the entire day fighting with the warranty company. That's true. But, f- but. but most of the... No cars broke down. We'll say it that way. Huh? Right there? Yeah. That's true. Uh, well, then Saturday rolls around. It's call... It, what was I about to say there? Mm, a little tongue-tied. It was Cookville's prom, mm-hmm. and so I was still driving the Jeep, you know. Well, I got the Jeep washed, and then I got a gas. And then I had to go buy a pocket square, so I went and bought a pocket square. And then on my way home, the, uh, we still don't know yet, mm-hmm. um, but it just stopped working. Like, I was pulling into, like, an intersection, and then it just kind of stopped, and I was just kind of like... The Jeep. Yeah. The Jeep stopped. The Jeep I mean, stopped. the car just stopped. Yeah, and I just kind of, like, scooted it over. And then I turned it off, turned it back on, and it was fine, you know. And then so I started to accelerate on the on-ramp to get to my house. And then um, it took everything it got to get to 40. Like, 7 RPMs. Like, wah, 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 wah. That was my car going. Wah, wah, wah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and, and then three lights came on, and I just knew it wasn't good. Um, and so it just was a rough day. Turns out there's nothing wrong with it, says Cumberland, but still not convinced there's nothing wrong with it because those lights literally, like, they came on. I couldn't accelerate. I turned it off, turned it back on. No lights were on. I accelerated, tried it again, tried to make it, make it to all good. 
did not work and had trouble breaking and everything. So, who I want to know who was the first person you called when that happened? Called dad. So, like, how did that conversation go? I said, I don't know what kind of ancient burial ground I've driven over, <laughs> or I have, I don't know, maybe I've done something to anger. Anger someone. Maybe it's God. Maybe I'm angering God. But I was like, um, it's just not the week for me. <laughs> it's just really, it's not. Cars-wise, I, I don't have the magic touch. Me either. But it's fine. But, Apparently well, nothing's wrong. Fun, not funny, but I saw I went to the Braves game, and I was at the Braves game in Atlanta, and my phone rang, and it was Jackson. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, Jackson knows I'm at the game. I don't know why he's calling. But I answered it, and the sounds on the other end of the phone convinced me that there had been an accident <laughs> and I was like kind of panicked because I'm like oh no he's wrecked somewhere like something bad yeah, happened like I was getting ready distraught. to like get my stuff and leave Atlanta but it ended up I was like it's okay <laughs> it'll be fine just didn't know what but happened we've not had a good week last week was not very good at all it's alright it's Monday though today's been great it's been a good day my teeth widened I failed the math test yeah, it's okay. I expected to fail it though, so if you expect failure. Well, what good happened? What was good about your week last week? We talked about what was been bad. What was good? Honestly, the best thing, besides prom, prom was fun, but the best thing was hearing that there was nothing wrong with the Jeep. <laughs> At the time, when they were like, oh, there's nothing wrong with the Jeep. And I was like, what? <laughs> there's no way there's nothing wrong with the Jeep. I, yeah, I called Jackson and I was like, go pick it up. It's like, it's there's nothing wrong with it. He was like, nope. Nope, not doing it. Nope. After the pilot and then the Jeep. Nope. It's just something tells me I need to get back into old reliable. Ride her out for a while. I know. Yeah. But, well, I, I guess my good thing was going to the Braves game. That was super fun. I've never been to one before. Yeah, that's fun. And, like, have you been to the new park? Yeah. Tru- Truist, Tru- Truist Park? I think it is. Yeah, Truist. Isn't that a bank? Truist, Truist Bank? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well. You know what? Let me fact check myself before I get... <laughs> Persecuted. Regardless, Truist Park, I think they have like this battery thing, battery park is what it's called outside. It's like a bunch of like cool restaurants and shops. That was fun. Yeah. Like we stayed away, hung around there for a while. Oh my goodness. That's three. Woo. Is it just two? No, you did another one a second ago. I just huh. didn't say it. Thank you. It's a bank. Truist it's bank a bank. bank. Financial Corporation is an American bank holding com- company. I was going to say community, but. It's not a community, it's a company. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you um, checked yourself that time. Nobody can but persecute me. No, yesterday was emotional for me, like, because it was my last Sunday as the youth minister, and I got to watch my kids at their graduation banquet, which Jackson, by the way, <laughs> he really brought uh, the, the crowd. I mean, he really brought the house down. Had elders laughing and all like, all, like crying, laughing, and it's all about the delivery. So I had them, as in the teenagers, write a letter to thank whoever they wanted to thank, and then I like said a little something for them, and like gave them some stuff I had to give them, and then it, they got the microphone to talk. And there's probably like 150 people there, you know, at the banquet. They were all crying, laughing whenever Jackson was up there. It was uh, funny. Off the cuff. All about delivery. It was funny. So I might do that as a side gig, like stand up comedy. Oh, give us a good. A, okay, as if what? As if we're. 
No. I got tongue tied. No. As if we're the crowd. No, because it's all. No, come on, do it. Like, it's about atmosphere. Pretend I have that to, you're a. Look, what do you I, want me to do? When I was looking in the eyes of Terry Coomer and I saw him crying with tears of joy, then I knew what to say next. Okay, so say, joke, say something that'll make me laugh, and I'll just I'll I'll carry. Well, I don't I don't know. Say something that'll make me laugh. I, I don't know. Come on. You have really just got me in a bind right now. I just I want to hear your stand up you comedian you skills. I, I put on your hat and I'll go Jackson. I don't do it. Uh, my favorite show is Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> no one can say that show is not good. And just doofenshmirtz like that is that is some quality TV where it's just I'm a regular platypus and then he's like Tommy the platypus after he puts his hat on. on. I mean, there's no way. So me and Jackson were <laughs> we were driving uh, Friday in my truck and then he put his hat on and I went Jackson. That <laughs> was, was funny. It was good. No, yeah. Yeah, last week just uh, not our week yeah. at all. That's water going into a cup. I'm not peeing. Everyone, I just wanted you to know. I'm pouring it into my new cup from the church. Yeah, that was a. I ordered myself a, a gift. <laughs> You're graduating. Yes, but all the graduates got like a nice Yeti cup. And Dylan. With and me and me with the uh, the church's logo like lasered lasered engraved into it. That's really nice. It's awesome. It's good. I'm, I'm also gonna drink it. coffee because I just know you're not. You're not I might drink my coffee. Would you like it? I'll no, if I want some, I'll drink it. Okay. There's no trash can over there. I don't know why you threw that. Just have to pick it up. Pretty sure it's my house. We're just gonna have to pick it up later. Yeah, probably. And I'm gonna walk past it first. So. Well, I think we should get started because. This is, I'm, I honestly am super ready for this. I'm really excited because 19, oh my goodness, four. How long are you going to be able to read? I can't even like stop yawning. Power through. But um, chapter six of Matthew verses 19 through 34, y'all are in for a treat because I love it. Like I think... One of my favorite topics in the Bible, probably. Yeah. If not, maybe top five. I won't go. I won't go. Um, I'm sure you'll think of something. I won't go number one, but I would say top five. Yeah. I like Psalms 91. It's not my favorite thing. Yeah. But Romans eight. Yeah, Romans eight. Okay, top five. Yeah. This is really good because especially the part where we talk about like worrying and anxiousness. Let's just get into it. Well, I just like, know what? I am convinced. You've known me for a few years. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced that no one on this earth worries as much as me. I say it's I pretty think, accurate. I think so. I worry about stuff that's ridiculous. Like, that's not even going to happen. But it worries. Uh, anyway, I mean, that's, I don't know. I called my dad the other day when I found out how much it was going to cost to fix my car. And I was like, you know, it's okay for guys to cry. I was crying. And I was like, I don't know what I was supposed to do. And uh, he was like, you don't even, like, you didn't have to worry about it. And I was, like, coming up with these, like, wild, off-the-cuff situations. And one of them ended with me being homeless. <laughs> and, like, my dad said, Dylan, you literally should have been my daughter. It's going to be fine. And I went, oh, yay. <laughs> I just worry a lot like, about stuff that's stupid. That's okay. But anyway, we're not talking about that yet. We'll not, get to it. Not yet. But um, since Jackson is too self-conscious to read on the microphone... I'm gonna go ahead. And it's, read. A real, uh, it's, it's a real. It's a real. I have to yawn first. I told you. 
Yeah, that came with a big stretch, too. <laughs> Sorry. Um, should we edit those out? No. No, people need to know the real me. Yeah. Oh, Do you even know how to edit those things out? <laughs> <laughs> no, I say that a lot, but I don't even know, like, there's nothing but the raw, unfiltered <laughs> Dylan Jackson, because I don't even know how to work this computer, yeah. like, when it comes to this. I mean, I know how to record just call it. Michael. Just be like, Michael. I know how to hit record and save it. And then upload it. I don't know how to edit anything. Bare so this is raw, unfiltered Jackson and Dylan. Hope you enjoy. Verse 19 <laughs> of Matthew 6. Um, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth uh, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I'm going to stop right there. So, okay, you, what's your, because I, I have a lot on this, so you go ahead and say what you have to say, because I don't want to take anything. I just think it's pretty simple. He just says, Jesus says the only, you can only have your treasure in storage or one, he's muted his mic for his, <laughs> for his yawn. I didn't want anyone to hear six. me. Why would you put me out like that? Um, he just says, you can't store your treasure in more than one place, it's either it's either in the earth, in worldly things, or it's in heaven where it's secure. It also mentions, you know, the moths and all of this, where it kind of refers to that chapter in of Luke, um, I think it's chapter twelve or something like that, where he talks about it in a little more detail. But he's just saying that if you want to store your treasures here, then just know it's not, it's temporary. It's not going to stay around forever, and so. Um, if you store your uh, treasures in heaven, though, that's where it'll be more secure. Yeah, and I mean, what does it mean? Like when you okay, may, and maybe everyone is of different financial statuses here um, that's listening. But like, when you want something that's expensive, mm-hmm. what do you have to do? Usually save. Yeah, I mean, you can't just like I can't go buy a new transmission a, just on a whim. Too soon. That was. D- <laughs> That was rude. I have to go buy one just like that, but... I know, but you don't have to pay for the whole thing. Well, yeah, I have to pay for... Imagine if the warranty was just like, you know what? I'm out. Oh, it, it did do that, though. But <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you know what? Let's just not bring it back up again. Ever again. Um, but, you know, we have to save up for stuff. Like, if, you know, I'm kind of like an Apple guru... I, I guess do you, you still have say. your shrine built that I built I do have you? a shrine. I have an Apple shrine in my linen closet. Because I have two linen closets, and this is most definitely a boy's house. Jackson pointed that out the other day. Like, I don't have, like, guest towels, and, like, we have a stack of towels that everyone uses. I stayed here the other day, and I opened up the utensil drawer, and there was three forks, two spoons, and a knife, a butter knife. And I was like, what is this? I need to get to the dishwasher. There's some more in the dishwasher. Okay, well, I'm, but I looked at it, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> You don't have to be mean. Why is there so little stuff? I mean, anyway, so when we were moving in, I was telling Jackson, I was like, because I keep all my Apple boxes. If you buy an Apple product and throw the box away, just know I think you're a monster. (laughs) Like, you can't just get rid of them. Like, I have, I had an iPhone 8 Plus in high school. Mm -hmm. Still have the box. Like, I bought a MacBook Air in high school. Still have the box. Like, you just can't get rid of them. The boxes are so high quality. And like, no, I'm never going to use them again. But anyway, (laughs) so when I moved from my old house, 
Get out. What is wrong with me? Number seven. It's because you didn't drink your coffee. I'm not tired. I'm just yawning. <laughs> I'm gonna. We're going to name this episode something about yawns, and you'll find out why. <laughs> um, but when we were moving in the house, there was a linen closet outside the bathroom, and there was also a linen closet in the bathroom. And so I was telling Jackson, I don't know what I'm going to do <laughs> with all of my Apple stuff. And uh, so now if you come and look in the other linen closet, there is a shrine that Jackson built with all these Apple boxes. They're all positioned very intricately. But the only Apple product that I ever like just splurged randomly on were the AirTags because they're not that expensive. Mm-hmm. And like I bought that, me and, me and you were at Best Buy for something. It was, for, it was around Christmas. Yeah. Was Why Christmas. were we there? Oh, because you were going to look and see get yours fixed. Yeah, my last And so we drove to uh, Mount Juliet and went to Best Buy. And um, I didn't know, like, I knew I was going to buy them, but, like, I had this hell like two days before because I knew you wanted some and I also wanted some. But that's, like, the only Apple product that I, like, just randomly just splurged on. Yeah. Like, the other ones, like, when I bought my new computer, I had to, like, save up for a little while in order to get that. But it takes work in order to make that money in order to get what you want. And that's with everything. And um, But again, people are, some people are from different financial backgrounds. But regardless, it takes work to get that. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's saying. I mean, it's saying, you know, don't, don't work so hard for everything on earth. And mostly because it's temporary. You know, that's where, it's where thieves break in and steal. And where moth and rust tears everything up. I mean, it's not trying to be like weird and... You know, a Debbie Downer, it's just like, don't work so hard for stuff here. You need to make sure you're securing your home in heaven. Mm-hmm. Now, don't take this the wrong way when I say, I'm not saying having things is wrong. Yeah. But don't be so consumed with your things that they overtake your view of God. Yeah. And that they come, you know, they're more important than what God you know, can offer us. But, but then it says, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. So in contrast, heavenly treasures are everlasting. They're incorruptible. That's what it's saying here. It's saying where nothing can destroy it, where nobody's going to steal it. And then in verse 21, I want to hear your take on this. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What is your take on that verse? I think the heart kind of just refers to the sinner because yeah. everything is kind of like stemmed from that sort of. It's uh, include well, what does the heart kind of include? It includes usually your emotions. The, it kind of like does reasoning and will. So it's just kind of saying there just for if your treasure is on the earth, world in your heart is this is where your heart is. It's more worldly. It's more focused on things here. But if your treasure, if you're laying it up in heaven, then your heart's more focused to heaven. You're you're more connected to it, maybe, and just more in tune with God instead of in tune with the world. Like, can you tell when someone's doing something and their heart's just not in it? Yeah, you like can it's tell. it's not like Effort it, it becomes stuff. very methodical and like you're doing it because you have to do it. Yeah, you know, I've I've seen so many people come and go at work that they're they're just there to get a paycheck and their heart's not in it. Yeah. And unfortunately most of them don't last that long. 
And um, even like relationships with people. Like you know, you can see when, if you've been friends with somebody for a long time or whatever, you can see when their heart is like, Fading out of it. Or at least I can see it. Yeah. Like you can tell that their heart's just not in, in, like in not, it anymore. Yeah. But like when your heart, I, I put this, like I guess I pair it with passion. Mm-hmm. Like when someone's passionate about something, then their heart is in it. Yeah. That's what I think. Like if you're passionate about your vehicle, it's probably going to be clean. Yeah. Or if you're passionate about your flower garden and your heart, I mean, obviously it's going to be taken care of. I mean, there's there's so many places where our passions can lie. But this is saying, you know, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So whether you're, you know, if you live in a million-dollar home, drive a $500,000 car, that's an expensive car, wow. If you drive a $100,000 car and you, you know, you have all this nice clothes and... And all this stuff, but you're laying up nothing in heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, your heart is in the world. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's not an eternal place for it to be. Mm-hmm. It's going you know, to be. And, but guys, stolen. don't, do not misunderstand what I'm saying. Like, it is A-OK to have material things. I like things. I do too. I'm, and I'm freely yeah. will admit that I like nice clothes. Mm-hmm. I like nice cars. And I work for that. Yeah. But like... It's not coming between me and God. Exactly. Anyone else hear that? (laughs) Do you hear that? Is... Oh, so your music's just playing right now. Well, that was a little feature (laughs) from who? 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 That was a feature... Oh, this is Way FM. And that was a feature (laughs) from uh, Who You Say I Am, the studio version uh, by Hillsong Worship and Lauren Daigle. I really hope they heard that, and it wasn't just us. So we're just you, I hope so too, because my phone just randomly started playing music. We're <laughs> just, just, just going to turn it down too. Um, I forgot. I like the oh, like I, I like things, mm-hmm. but like like what you said, it's not coming between me and God, like in any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad gives me a hard time <laughs> about how expensive my pants cost that I wear to work. But I like them, mm-hmm. and and that's not keeping me from contrib- or contributing to the church every yeah. week and and all that. Like it's it's not, and honestly, I'm not attached to them. I'm like, oh, I have to have them. And like, it does not come between me and God. Yeah. So don't misconstrue what we're saying to sell all your possessions and live in a box by the street. That's not <laughs> it's not what God is saying here. He's saying have have the earthly things. That's fine, but make sure your heart's in heaven. Yeah. Make sure your heart is... Basically, make sure your heart belongs to me. Because, guys, God is a jealous God. And your heart can't be in your house and in the things that you have and with your car and with your financial status and what your friends think about you and your Gucci sunglasses and all these things. Your heart can't be... Yeah, they do. I kind of want some. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, again, that's not going to become between me and God. But, um, like, make sure your heart's not in all those things. Make sure your heart truly lies with God and it is possible to do both mm-hmm. it is possible to to have material things and have your heart with God I know a lot of people that do um, but I also know a lot of people that put all their things between or before God as well mm-hmm. so I'll just keep that in mind then verse 22 uh, the eye is the lamp of the body so if your eye is healthy your whole body will be full of light but if your eye is bad your whole body will be full of darkness if then the light is in you 
If, if then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Well, I I kind of just take this as more face value. Like, So the eye is the lamp to your body. So if your eye is um, clouded or it's in darkness, then it's kind of seen that maybe you have blurry vision. Uh, you uh, don't see things clearly. Maybe you're not... Um, What's the word? You're not focused on the right things. It's kind of going back to laying your treasures up in heaven. Your eyes blurry because your your treasures are laid here. It's not where they're supposed to be. And then and, and vice versa with if your eye is clear and, and it's light and it's full and and then when you keep going on, it this is you can't serve two masters. Like this is this is kind of using kind of going into like not an employee, but more of a slave. Because it goes up back to like Pierce My Ear, that one song mm-hmm. about, and that's how they would signify a slave would stay with its master um, and not be resold and moved around. But uh, see, like ancient Israel kind of struggled with that a lot with idolatry and putting things before God and not really, and but saying they could do both. And Jesus here is saying, no, you, you can't. Uh, they served Baal and God, and that's just something you can't do. He's just con- kind of constantly reminding them that if you're worshiping Baal or fill in Baal with whatever you may be worshiping more of than God right now, uh, a phone, an item, a car, anything, uh, then you're forsaking God. You're not, you can't be loyal to both. Mm-hmm. You know, I, <clears throat> it's kind of a... <laughs> I think it's interesting that this is inserted here because you immediately go from verse 21 talking about possessions and then straight into the eyes, the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. You know, what does it take to truly lay everything up and lay in store in heaven? What do you think? I mean, to really let your heart be in heaven and not on material things... What does that take? What do you think? Mm. Caught you off guard with that yeah. one. I'm sorry. I don't know. I think it's um, it kind of goes back to when like your body part, when it if your hand's sinning, it's better to cut it off than mm. for it to drag you into hell. Then it's the same with this that your eyes see everything. It's kind of like it takes an in information, and if your eyes blurry, if it's looking at the wrong things, is if it's Focusing on other things besides God, then then you're gonna be drawn down a path you don't want to go to. So it's just kind of saying that make sure everything's in check. Like if your eye's healthy, then boy, you're gonna be healthy. You're gonna be looking towards God because if not, you're going somewhere you don't want to be. You know what I think about this is funny is in order for us, and you're right, but in order for us to truly lay up our treasures in heaven. We have to be okay with maybe not having as much here. Mm-hmm. And and you have to have a good attitude, too. Because, you know, we've talked about this, I think, before. But, the, I mean, the world tells you that if you don't have money, then you're not to be happy. Yeah. You know, go work hard until you have money so you can be happy. And go work hard to live in, you know, a 5,000 square foot home. And all this stuff. This is ridiculous. Number eight. I, I, don't, know why I'm yawning so much. Um, 
but the world tells you, I mean, hey, you have to have all this stuff in order to be happy. And and we're being told here, no, you don't. You know, you need to make sure that you're laying up in store in heaven. And, you know, that can be discouraging. If your eye is not truly looking towards heaven and, and maintaining this attitude of, hey, I'm a Christian. I'm happy with what I've got. And, you know, if you don't have that good of an attitude, then the entire time while you're laying up in store in heaven, which should be your whole life, you're just going to be like kind of doom and gloom the whole time. Yeah. And, you know, I it's funny that I was reading this last night, getting ready for today, and, and it made me laugh because, you know, I will admit I had a bad week last week due to the cars and some other things that happened. Um, but I think... A big reason as to why my week was so bad is because I allowed it to be bad. Yeah. Because I was like frustrated about the car and like, and then it was just like a ripple effect. Like everything was bad because I was in a bad mood and my eyes, I'll be very honest, were just not healthy mm-hmm. because I was like, this, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was mad at the warranty company. I was mad because I didn't want to shell out all this money. I was mad that. You know, all this stuff. I was mad that it happened to Jackson because that was his fault. Like, I was just mad. And then I was thinking about it um, on the way to the game to Atlanta. And I was driving and I was like, that was stupid. Like, I wasted three good days there just being, you know, in a bad mood because my eyes weren't healthy. And if we truly, if we truly want to look towards heaven, like... Your eyes have to be healthy Mm -hmm. because you may not have the nicest car on the block. You may not have the nicest house. But if you know that you're serving God and you're taking care of what you need to have and that he's going to provide for the rest, guys, God provides things in strange ways. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you, and I I will admit this firsthand, he's going to give you what you need. It may not be what you want. But he's going to give you what you need. And in order for us to understand that, in order for us to truly lay up our treasures in heaven, we have to be willing to have a healthy eyesight and allow ourselves to be full of light. Because if we don't, I mean, we're going to live a miserable life. Like, I honestly, like, I was not a happy camper and a lot of things bad happened last week because it was my fault for allowing myself to be like that. So just, I mean, think about that. You, and I believe this too, your day, your life, your week, your situation, whatever, is what you make it. Yeah. I mean, you can be, you can have all the money in the world and be doom and gloom. Yeah. And guys, you can be on track. We can be on track with the Lord too and be doom and gloom. It's all about how you look at things. It's all about whether you're deciding if your eye is healthy. It's like it says in verse 22, your, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. You know, so we have to understand that in order for us to achieve that, we have to have good eyesight. And then going on to verse 24, you know, no one can serve two masters. That's what it's saying. You can't ride the fence and say, I'm going to put some some treasures in earth and some treasures in heaven. Like You can't serve God. And then like it says in verse 24, you can't serve God and you can't serve money at the same time. It's just, 
it's impossible. You know, if you're serving the Lord and money comes your way, great. But if you stop serving the Lord in order to get money or in order to better yourself earthly, then shame on you. Mm -hmm. I mean, but again, I'm not saying making money is wrong. Yeah. But it's all about how you look at it. And you can't stop serving God in order to better yourself financially. Yeah. You can be serving God and let money come your way. You know, what do you think about that? Um, well, I mentioned it earlier about how how um, you can't, if you serve two different masters, that's just, your loyalty isn't fully in one place. You're, mm-hmm. like you said, you're, you're on the fence, you split between two, and then, uh, and then that's just, you can't. You can't serve someone and them and them expect you to give you, them your full authority mm-hmm. and and devotion when well, that's just not possible. I mean, it would split you apart. That's the whole reason you know why I reti- resigned from youth ministry because I can't be full time in action and full time at the church. It's just impossible. As much as you like to think you could do it, oh yeah, it's hard. You you think you're doing great, but then you kind of take a step back and you're like, well maybe. I did spend some extra time here and mm-hmm. not do that, and and so it's just it's safe just not to do that. Right, and so but this but money is a whole different ballgame. Yeah, I agree. Because you can't be out there, you know, serving everyone else in order to get money, and then your relationship with God is just going to slip. Mm-hmm. So, um, but let's get on to what I'm so excited about. <laughs> All right, verse twenty-five. I'm going to yawn real quick. I felt it coming. Number nine. Number nine. Oh, I have a medical condition. Woo. <laughs> no one should yawn that much, and we've been here for 30 minutes. <laughs> um, but it says in verse 25, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, uh, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What you will put into it is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap uh, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? And which of you, by uh, being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, uh, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive... And tomorrow is thrown into the oven. Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, verse 31, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles uh, seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will added, be added unto you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious enough for itself sufficient for the day is its own trouble so just going back in 25 it kind of he mentions in a different way kind of what he said with laying up your treasure that that your life number 10 number 10 ridiculous um but he's just saying that our life here is more than just physical needs um he's just uh, and that's it's more of a uh, you have more in store because you have stuff in heaven. You you're supposed to be looking forward to heaven, and it, he says, "Don't worry about the clothes you have because you just need something to cover your body." Mm-hmm. I like I like nice clothes, but he's saying you don't have to have it. If mm-hmm. you worry about it, then you shouldn't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then you jump in whenever you whenever you want. Well, and, and I want to make one thing clear, and uh, I may get some hate for this, but it is what it I is. got hate last week. So. You did. Maybe it's my turn. It's but at least you're just about you're just about something biblical. This one could be about something biblical. Throwing it to you, um, guys. It infuriates me to no end. And um, luckily, I don't think I don't think I have a mental illness. I do have like some anxiety, but I don't think it's enough to be like diagnosed. Diagnosed. Hey, you need anxiety medicine. But I one hundred and fifty percent believe that mental health is a problem. Mm-hmm. And so many people, like if a Christian, you know, member of the church tells them they have anxiety, they'll, they'll say, well, you know, in Matthew chapter 7 or chapter 6, you need to, don't be anxious. It tells you that. I mean, people's response is like if someone says they have anxiety, is to read the Bible more. Yeah. And guys, that yeah, that's going to help. But... That's not the answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can give you things to help you, but mental health is just as important as physical health. You know, if I have a disability that keeps me from walking, there's nothing that I can do but take medication or go to a doctor in order to fix that. Mental health is the same way. You know, if you have depression, if you have anxiety, if you have, you know, all these things. Guys, that's something that should not be just overlooked. And I, and I think a lot of people, you know, I'll say it, old Christians that just immediately start throwing stones at these young people for having anxiety. Mm-hmm. Did you think, do you think that's more prevalent now than, I, than it was, you know, maybe in our parents' age? I definitely think it's more of a uh, concern. Mm-hmm. I, I think also just back then um, they didn't have as many outlets to really express that with social media and stuff like that. But I definitely mm-hmm. could tell, especially post height of COVID when we first got back to school, they really just the counselors, everyone really just hammering in mental health. Mm-hmm. They were like, look, if you if this has number 11, if this has affected you in any way, um, they're like come talk to us and and that's i remember it like a lot like in my early years but it it didn't seem as prevalent as it really has just in these past year or two Mm -hmm. it really just has been kind of like the forefront of a lot of things and so not that it maybe wasn't as big as a deal back in our parents age but it Mm -hmm. definitely seems more prevalent and more of a concern nowadays you know and i will i will also say and again, this is not me saying it doesn't exist. I will say I don't understand it. You know, even COVID, like during that time when you're isolated and by yourself and stuff, didn't really bother me. You know, I'm the type of person, I love to have people around. Like if you ever just, if anybody ever just wants to hang out, I'm the guy. I'll go anywhere you want. But at the same time, I am very content being by myself. Oh, yeah. Like, does not bother me a bit. Like last, last Saturday yeah. night, I was here for the first time alone for like four hours. Amazing. <laughs> like when you left for your prom, and I didn't see anybody else for the night, I ordered pizza for my dinner, and I stayed home. And I, I mean, that, that doesn't bother me. But now to some people, it does. 
Some people, they don't like being alone. They get depressed. They, and that's, I mean, what I'm saying is mental health is a very real thing. I don't understand it, but I'm not going to, like, diss somebody who has it. Yeah. So I just wanted everyone to know, like, the Bible has a lot of answers. But if I have, you know, paralysis of my legs, which par- you're paralyzed. I don't know if you... Got what I, okay. Yeah. Paralysis of my legs. If I read a Bible verse to my legs, unfortunately, it's not going to fix them. Yeah. Because it just can't do that. Mm-hmm. But having faith in God can help you get through that. But it's not going to fix it. Yeah. And the same thing with mental health. Like, I, it's a real thing. There are issues that need to be addressed. I don't experience those issues, you know. But, you know, some people can't stand it if like they have a friend and they get close to someone else or get closer to someone and that they just can't stand that Mm -hmm. there are people that i know that i'm just like can you calm down yeah (laughs) you're fine you know you'll be all right Mm -hmm. but uh but i just wanted to make sure we all were clear on that before i started reading this that mental health is real but you know don't let anybody say that just reading a bible verse is going to make your anxiety go away it's not yeah but um um, again, kind of what Jackson was saying, he's saying don't worry about the little stuff, but we are very good at making little stuff into big stuff. Big stuff. You know, and especially like not, not, no offense, but especially like your teenagers, your age, which yeah. I know, I'll throw myself in there too sometimes. Not as bad as you guys, but. It's just an age group. It is. You, Everyone you make, goes through it. You make small things into massive things. Yeah. But. Um, and God's saying you really don't have to worry about that stuff and then in verse 27 and uh, which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to a span of life that is always like kind of made me laugh a little bit yeah because he's saying come on literally being anxious is it accomplishes nothing 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 I but mean, we can add and, nothing and I, I mean I'm not I don't get anxious really but I just, I worry, me personally, I worry about very unnecessary things. You know, I'm very much a words of, my, my love language, I guess, to me, is words of affirmation. Like, it's not physical touch. It's not gifts. Like, I don't care about any of that. But, like, I need you to tell me you at least once job. a week that I'm appreciated. Yeah. You know, but just because in my mind, if someone doesn't say... I appreciate you that I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. And like, I know you've seen that firsthand. I'll admit that like that I am that, that way. And it's, it's just because my mind tells me I can make up this mountain in my mind that doesn't exist. Yeah. I think like <laughs> but, worrying is one of the more self-defeating yeah, it is. things that happen because like other, other things that he talks about is more like physical and maybe, maybe they're more important, but worrying itself is, self-defeating and mm-hmm. just put you down. It does. And, and and put you down over nothing. Yeah. Like, I have made up some of the dumbest stuff in my mind and convinced myself that it's the truth. Mm-hmm. And it's not me like, I don't know how to describe it. Because I do think sometimes my worrying can come off as jealousy, maybe. But I'm not a jealous person at all. But my worrying, I think, can come off that way sometimes where I'm like, oh, what if they're upset with me? 
because they didn't include me. That that's my problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not jealous about anything, really. But I'll be like, well, they, don't, they didn't tell me about this, so maybe they're upset with me. That's what my mind does, and it makes me mad. Like I don't get anxious, but I just I make up this yeah. what did crazy I do? story. Exactly. Like what did I do wrong to not get invited? Yeah. And it may have been nothing. Mm-hmm. So that's how my mind works. Little personal story from Dylan, if you don't know me, but I think it can come off as jealousy, but that's not. That's Sorry. not what it is. It's just me being like, "Hey, um, do you still like me? <laughs> you <laughs> are know, we still friends? are we still friends? I know you told me last week we were. <laughs> are we? Can you just tell me again? One more time. You know, but that's just that's. And I've always been that way. Like I have always been like a a words of affirmation. Like I need to know that I'm doing a good job. And, and if I'm not, I also need to know that, mm. you know, that's, that's just, that's me. And I think that goes along with anxiety. I do think it's a little bit different. Um, I don't know what goes through people with anxiety's head, but, um, I think it's similar, but I do think worrying and anxiousness is two different things. But, um, where did we get? You stopped in 27. Oh, uh, and then you talk about this too. Why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arraigned like any of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is torn into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? You know, this entire passage is kind of cool, I think, because it's saying, guys, the flowers are taken care of. The grass, which is temporary. I mean, think about how often we mow the grass. He says the birds... Yeah, I mean, all this stuff is temporary, and God takes care of them. Mm -hmm. You know, are you not going to be taking care of yourself? It's like, aren't we more? You know, I also have this, my, talked about my vision, my eyes were not in a good space last week, but I was so mad about stuff, and my dad, I talk about him a lot, but I mean, he said, Dylan, how many times has God let you down? And I said, never. He said, then why is he going to let you down this time? And I went, he probably won't. And, you know, that's, that's how you have to look at stuff sometimes. Mm. Has God ever let you down? Nope. No. He's not. Now, he may do things a little bit different than what you think they should be done, but he's not going to let you down. Yeah. And he's saying, the birds, the grass, the flowers, I take care of them. Yeah. Don't you think that you're a little bit more important than all those things? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and again... I think this is, I don't know, what word did you use to describe this earlier? You said it was being, somewhat, it, I don't know what it was, but it almost sounds like sarcasm to me a little bit. Because he's like saying, yeah. you know, oh my gosh, I take care of the birds, I take care of the grass. Don't you think I'm going to take care of you too? He says it there in 26, are you not of more value than exactly, they? Exactly. And then, um, therefore do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So he even brings the Gentiles into it and says, these are the, these are the guys that they, they worry about all this they stuff. They don't know God. Like They worry exactly. about the, their they, they food. Worry about their food. They worry about clothing. all this stuff. And he says, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. Mm-hmm. But, verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Unto you. Mm-hmm. So, basically, God's saying, "I'm gonna take care of it. 
if you'll just mm-hmm. seek me, yeah. sets our priorities. Put me first. I'm gonna take care of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then again, verse 34 says it again. Don't be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own worry. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's another defeating thing about me. Is like I constantly think about like tomorrow. Yeah. Like, well, this could happen, and this could happen, and what if this happens? And, yeah. and that's most of our worrying too. It's yeah. most, mostly over things that haven't even happened or mm-hmm. are completely out of our control. Mm-hmm. And he's just reminding us that today, today is the most important day mm-hmm. because you don't know what you don't know if you're even going to make it tomorrow. So don't worry about things of tomorrow. It's got its own worries. Worry about today. So, and in all of this, if we're truly, I'm going back to the very beginning, if we are laying up treasures in heaven, then we're not going to be worried about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. If we truly are, we're not going to be anxious. You know, we're not going to question anything. We're not going to be worried about, I mean, if we're laying up our treasures in heaven and we keep our eyes full of light, we won't be anxious. You know, but being in Christ should kind of, this sounds kind of bad, but should kind of be our safety net in a way. Because if you have a safety net, Kevin Darty taught me the importance of a safety net whenever he was teaching me how to like, like manage a money, yeah. I guess, for a youth group and a youth account. Because guys, managing managing money in the church is just horrible in itself. <laughs> it's just hard, and because you need to justify what you're spending money on. Yeah. But he would always be like, "You need to leave a cushion of so such and such, you know, hundred dollars, so that way you don't have to worry about it. You never have to check your balance. You never have to. I mean, I encourage that to everyone financially. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what God is. He's kind of like. When something bad happens, we're like, but I've still got God. Yeah. God's still in my corner. And that's all you know, need. if something, like, okay, you know what? I'm upset for having to spend money on my car. Okay, I have an emergency fund. You brought it up. I mean, it's but I'm, it's it, it's for purpose. It's for teaching. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm upset that I'm having to spend a couple thousand dollars. But I have an emergency fund. That's what it's for. And it's okay I'm not too upset about it. And that should be with God. When things happen in our lives that we're unhappy about, we just have to be able to sit back and say, okay, God, do what you got to do. What's next? You know, whatever you think is best, I'll do it because you're God. Mm-hmm. You ever done that in your life before? Like, have you ever had a situation where you sit back and just say, all right, God, you take it from here? You ever done that? Have you ever had, have you ever had like, been taxed with a situation like that yet? I don't know if I can like mention a specific one. I can't come... One can't come to mind, but yeah, I've, I probably I've have. And it's really... It's comforting to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Because you spend so much time thinking about it and all that, and then finally you just get to a point where you say, God, just show me the way. Show me what's right. I try to also not get in that headspace. Mm-hmm. Like, from the get-go, I'm already like, you got it. Like... Mm-hmm. I'll do I'll I'll make my decisions but obviously you're going to guide me and so that that's 
that's my. Uh, I wish I could be like you. Can I be like you when I grow up? Because I can't think like that. For me, I I don't. I worry about some things, but like today, I failed my math test. I passed the class, but I failed the college credit test, and so now I just gotta go take two maths in two semesters of math in uh, in college. And I'm like, oh well, like I failed it. That's okay. Like, it's it's not gonna hurt my feelings. I failed. Mm-hmm. I failed the test. Oh well, uh, but it's the same with that. Like I was, I I was worried about the vehicles because because it wasn't mine. Mm-hmm. That's what that's why I got me worried. But if it was my car, I've been like, well, looks like I'm gonna have to buy a new car mm-hmm. because I could probably get a cheaper car than the amount if it would have taken to put in a transmission. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I just I kind of try to stay in that mindset from the get go that. You you don't have any control. You might think you have some, but God's God's got it. He's got your back. And whatever happens, it's because He planned it. He whatever is happening now, you might not be able to see it, but it's going to affect affect your character. It's going to make you a better person. It's going to make you more equipped for something else that's going to happen in the future. Like you, you're now more equipped to saying. Jackson, do not drive my new car. You can drive anything. <laughs> you can use anything that I have. Always. I don't care. See, this is what God's right. equipping you with. Maybe when I ask for the keys, you're like dangling them. You're like, mm, okay. <laughs> you finally give in, but no. But think about it. I just I wish I could think like that. But and I think honestly, what it is, I didn't always used to be this way. <laughs> <laughs> but and I, I've said this to people before. It bothers me when I don't know the answer to something. You know, because, you know, when you're in youth ministry, or really any ministry position, people just expect you to be all-knowing. And it would just amaze you the questions that I've gotten. And the questions that I come home and lay down in my bed and think, what the heck? I mean, and I'll think about it enough that I'll eventually come up with an answer. But like when stuff happens and I genuinely have no idea what to do. I had that moment on Saturday when you called me and I was in Atlanta. And I was, like, super positive on the phone. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I was worried because I was like, I'm four hours away from home. Ooh, I don't know what to do. Yeah, You know, and that, that bothers me. Like, I, I can't, I guess I have control issues. But I feel like if I don't know the answer to something, then I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, Because so many teenagers over the years have walked in my office and shut the door and said... I need advice on this, or a church member, or or whatever. And I feel like I have to know the answer. Yeah. And we don't. I mean, it, we don't, we're not built that way. Mm-hmm. And But I wish I could see it your way of just, I'm not in control. And I feel like if I don't know the answer, if I don't know how to do something, I feel like I'm wrong. It's like or that, I feel like I'm stupid, you know? Yeah, it's like that narrative that I think you like to say a lot where you, you like, give G- Jesus the keys. Let him yeah. have it. I think of it more like a you're you got your permit and you're learning how to drive. You're in you're you're in the you're in the driver's seat, but God is like your dad sitting next to you, mm-hmm. telling you, "Hey, don't hit that curve so fast, or you're gonna flip and die." Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's better to just maybe slow down a little bit. Yeah. That that's how I see it. I see him as he's right there. He's he's that safety net. He's he's always telling me. He's advising me what to do, kind of like what Richard said in his mm-hmm. his Sunday uh, night Devo on how his dad would be like, "Well, well I would do this," mm-hmm. but he's still allowing us to have that free will to make our own decisions. 
make our own mess ups, but it's it's gonna be okay. Yeah, because he's still there. He didn't leave. He's right there. Exactly. So uh, that is the end of verse Matthew six. <laughs> verse Matthew, Matthew six. six. The end of Matthew six. Um, we will start in seven. Ooh, next seven's week. a good one. It is good. Um, so think about that though. Think about um, you know what are you worried about? What are you anxious about? Is it and, worth um, it? Yeah. And all of that, you know, I guess the the theme or the, I guess what brought all of it up was if you're laying up treasures in heaven, you're not going to be anxious. Yeah. You won't have that, those problems. But if you're living for the satisfaction from the world, you're going to be searching forever. And you're always going to be anxious. And you're always going to be questioning. And you're always going to be worried about tomorrow because... The world can't give us satisfaction. The only satisfaction that we can find is in God. And if we truly do that, then we have nothing to worry about. So think about that for the rest of your week. And um, see you next time. See you later. Goodbye.